this morning. Heavenly Father, we're so thankful for this day. I'm thankful for each person that's here this morning. I just pray, Lord, that now as we spend time in your word, it's encouraging for us. Uh, we are inspired to follow after you, and uh, we're inspired to deal with the things in our lives that we need to deal with. So I pray now, Lord, as you, um, as you speak to each one of us through your word, that uh, we're encouraged by it, and um, we go out and use it in our daily lives. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So we're in week four of our series, A Better Way. We're taking the negative traits and finding a better way from the scriptures. So today, our negative trait is, disc- oh boy. <laughs> okay. I'm going to swipe out, Rob. Uh, here we go. And reload all this stuff because there might have been a change made. So just bear with me. It's one of those mornings, but it's a gorgeous day out, so we're happy about that. And uh, let's see. Oh, good. Okay, let me get my thing set up here. Okay, there we go. Okay, our negative trait is discouragement, okay? The word discouragement comes from the root word courage. The prefix dis means the opposite of. So discouragement is the opposite of courage. Now, when we're discouraged, we have lost the motivation to press forward. We kind of lost courage in a sense. So in other words, being discouraged is that we lack courage to confront the issues that we are having. So first, let's look at some things that we may be discouraged about. Maybe you're discouraged about health issues. This is a tough one, right? If you've had health issues, um, it's very discouraging. Sometimes it's not knowing what's wrong. Sometimes it's something that keeps us from doing the things that we love to do or keeps us from doing the things that we need to do. Sometimes we're in pain. We get discouraged. Maybe we start to lack the courage to actually fight and figure things out and the courage to change something that we can actually change to be healthy. Sometimes our discouragements come from finances. Um, Maybe you've been working hard and you're struggling. You're struggling and you never seem to be able to keep up with the bills or once you get to the point where you can keep up to the bills, what happens? Something breaks, right? And you need to fix something. It's something that costs money, right? Maybe you've made bad decisions in the past and you're literally paying for those decisions and you don't see any light at the end of the tunnel. Or maybe you're out of work and you're having difficulty finding work. You're discouraged about your finances and you don't really have the courage to actually sit down, make the changes, and implement those changes. Sometimes our discouragement comes from relationships, relational issues. Maybe you have someone in your life that is difficult to deal with. Uh, They may be a toxic person. Maybe they're not directly giving you problems, but they've caused problems in your family or in your friend group. You may be discouraged and you lack the courage to actually confront them and make the hard decision maybe to distance yourself from them for a time because they're a toxic person. You know, sometimes our discouragements come from our work issues. Maybe you're discouraged at work. 
Maybe it's the people at work. Maybe it's your work environment. Maybe you're discouraged because you just don't like what you're doing. You lack the courage to try to change things. Maybe you're fearful about changing things. Maybe you lack the courage to find something better. Maybe you're discouraged because you're trying to choose a career. Maybe you're a younger person, you're trying to choose a career, and uh, you're trying to think, like, what can I do for the next three decades of my life, right? So, I mean, these are all the things that we have to deal with, right? And sometimes these things bring discouragement. And the final thing, and, you know, these are just a few things that I picked out. I mean, there's many things that we can be discouraged about, right? But the final thing is purpose in life. This is a common discouragement, especially when we face life change. Hey, when you face life change, all of a sudden purposes start to kind of, you start to think about purposes. Maybe you're just out of high school and you're looking for a college or a career. Maybe you're just out of college and you're looking for a job. Maybe you started your job and you're like, this is going to be the next 30 years of my life. This is what I studied to do and now here I am. Maybe you just had your first child and you want to teach them about purpose in life and you're still wondering for yourself. What in the world is the purpose of my life? Maybe you have kids that are adults. They all went out to college. They moved away. And your kind of identity was wrapped up in raising up your kids. And now all of a sudden you're looking for some purpose in life. So you're discouraged because you're looking for purpose. So today what we're going to do is this. We're going to learn the better way rather than be discouraged is actually to have courage to confront the issues and come to confront the issues that come our way and actually use those things to actually bring glory to God. Okay? So to confront the issues that come our way, have the courage to confront those issues and then use those things to actually bring glory to God. So that leaves us with this question. How do we gain this courage? How do we gain courage? Now, the first and this is the most important. So if you don't hear anything else for the rest of the time, um, that's not good, but um, <laughs> this is definitely the most important. Okay, the, the most important is we need to find hope in Jesus. Find hope in Jesus. Proverbs 13, 12 says, hope deferred makes the heart sick. Now, sometimes discouragement comes because we put our hope in the wrong thing. Okay, we put our hope in the wrong thing. Um, you know, you might think, I have hope because I have my health. We talked about health before, right? It's, it's a can be a discouraging thing, but something like I'm healthy now. I have hope. Everything's going well. I have hope because I have money. I have hope because I have good relationships. I have hope because I love my job, or I have hope because I have fulfilling things to do or purpose in my life by the things that I do. Here's what happens: when those things are challenged, we get discouraged, right? Because we find hope in those things. And the and Proverbs says, hope deferred makes a heart sick. Here's what happens. You put your hope in something, it doesn't deliver, and now you feel sick. Okay? You feel discouraged. So what we have to do is we have to find hope in Jesus. And we do, in fact, have hope in Jesus. And the gospel teaches us that, doesn't it? The gospel teaches us that. Because the thing is, without Jesus, we're hopeless. Without Jesus, we're hopeless. The scriptures teach us this, that we are all sinners in need of a Savior. Jesus is that Savior who came to die on the cross to pay the price for our sins, who rose from the grave to prove that he is God. And the scriptures teach us this, that all who believe will have eternal life. 
all who believe will actually have hope. So basically what happens is when we trust in Jesus, now all of a sudden we have within us, because we have God's Holy Spirit living with us, we actually have hope. But not only that, we actually have what we need to have courage to deal with all the stuff that's going to happen. Because whether you like to admit it or not, things are not going to go the way that you think they should or the way that you want them to. Most of you here, looking around, have realized that, right? Most of you here have realized that. So we need to place our hope in Jesus. Proverbs, uh, Psalm, excuse me, Psalms 31 says, Be strong, let your heart take courage, all you who hope in the Lord. That's where our courage comes from, when we hope in the Lord. We don't have courage to face these things on our own, but when we hope in the Lord, we know that he stands beside us. He's the one that fights the battles. He's the one that works in ways that we can't fully comprehend or understand, but he's the one who does that. So be strong. Let your heart take courage, all you who hope in the Lord. See, when we hope in the Lord, we have the courage to do the next thing, which is this. We need to take action. Take action. So we're discouraged. We need to take action. We can't, here, here's the problem. What happens is people get discouraged and they sit on the couch. Okay, they don't take action. Okay, now even, you know, and I've talked about this so many times, now we can sit on the couch and mindlessly watch anything we could possibly think of, right? And we could just sit in our discouragement and we could just not do anything. So we need to take action. First Peter 5, 7 says, casting all your anxieties on him because he cares for you. Casting is an action word, right? We have to take the things that we're discouraged about and bring them to the Lord. If you don't do that, you're just going to be depressed. That's what's going to happen. If you're discouraged about something, you sit on the couch and do nothing about it, you're just going to get depressed. And it's going to get worse and worse. You might think like, oh, I need a rest. I can't do anything. Well, here's what you need to do. The first thing is you need to cast whatever that discouragement is, whatever that worry or anxiety is on him. Why? What does the scripture say? Because he cares. Okay? Because he cares. Have you ever been discouraged about something and you share it with someone else and they don't seem to really care? Have you ever? Yeah. They just pacify you. Maybe you're the one who doesn't seem to really care when somebody tells you about their discouragement. I don't care, okay? Tell someone who does. That's basically what the scriptures are saying. Tell someone who does. Jesus does care. He will listen to you. James says this. Is anyone among you suffering? Let him pray. When you're, when you're discouraged, you're suffering. And what James says is, are you suffering? Pray. Guess what? Not only does he listen, but he will also speak to us. Now, how does God speak to us? Well, he speaks to us through his word. Reading his word is actually taking action. So we cast our cares on him. We pray, action, right? Reading his word is actually taking action. People will wander around so much and be like, I don't know what God wants me to do. I don't know what I should do in this situation. I don't know what God, well, here, I, I got the best answer for you. Go to his word. You and I have the same word. Don't you realize that? 
Okay, I don't have something special. Oh, Pastor Mike knows a little more. No, you have God's word at your disposal. Okay, so here's what the scriptures say in Romans 15. It says, Forever, whatever was written in the former days was written for our instruction, that through endurance and through the encouragement of the scriptures, we might have hope. We might have hope through encouragement from the scriptures. So maybe you're discouraged. You got to take action. You got to cast those anxieties on him. You got to start praying. And then when you want to know what God has to say, go to his word. See what his word has to say about that situation. Okay, if, you, if you're fumbling around, maybe you have an older, more mature Christian around you that you can say, hey, can you point me to some verses? Can you help me out in this situation? But it's not only through the scriptures that we actually find encouragement, because the next is we can find encouragement when we look for encouragement in past experiences of others, okay? The prefix N is to put into or cause, cause us to have courage. Things that God has done in the lives of the people around us. One of the great benefits of being part of a local church is just this very thing. Because you're dealing with something and you're thinking nobody knows or nobody understands. or nobody. But you know what? There are people that have been through the things that you're actually struggling with and discouraged about now. You know what? One of the ways the people in the Old Testament gained courage was by remembering what God did with his people in the past. So throughout the scriptures, when you read the scriptures, you'll see like evidences of this. And, and here's, here's what it says in Deuteronomy 5.15. It says, you shall remember that you were a slave in the land of Egypt and that the Lord your God brought you out from there with a mighty hand and an outstretched arm. You know what God said to the, to the believers at that day? Here's the thing. You want some encouragement? Your people used to be in slavery. And guess who delivered them? I did, okay? I brought them out of slavery. Do you think that there's anything that you're going through right now that I can't bring you through, that I can't help you out, that I can't deliver you from? So we look to the past experiences of God's people. As believers today, seeing what God did in the past gives us courage. The scripture reading this morning in Romans chapter 8, what then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, how will he not also, also with him graciously give us all things? See, the past is not just Jesus dying for us. It's also seeing how he's worked in the lives of the people around us. You know, we look to these past experiences to give us courage. You know, for example, maybe someone in your family had a health issue, and through prayer and through God putting the right doctors in their life, they were delivered from that health issue. So we gain courage when we face a health issue, because we look and see what happens to that person and say, okay, well, if God worked in that situation, I can find courage. I can be encouraged and say, you know what? Maybe it's going to be a similar road for me. Do you know why people Google things when they happen? Okay, if you've ever been diagnosed with anything health-wise, right? 
The, do you know what the first thing the doctor says? Don't Google it. And, and what do you do? Of course, <laughs> right? You Google it. Why? Because you're looking for encouragement. What's going to happen? Okay, there's one person. I read 100 stories, but there's one person that was delivered from it. One person that the doctors were able to heal it. So I'm going to go there, right? And I'm going to draw courage from that. It's possible, right? That's why we Google it. But the truth is, it's possible because all things are possible with God. So when we're in the community of believers, we look to one another and we look to those past experiences and we say, okay, God helped them in their marriage. God helped them in their finances. God helped them with their health issue. God helped them with their work issue. God helped them. Wow, we have this great cloud of witnesses, right? In Hebrews it says that, of people with faith that God worked with. There's got to be something going on here. Now, when I'm discouraged, where do I go? So I look to them. Another way that we gain courage is we look for evidences of the work of God in our own lives. Okay, maybe you don't know anyone that's in the situation like yours, so you can't see any past experiences that give you courage. Well, what you need to look at is what else God is doing in your life. So when you're discouraged, you look at what else? Evidences of his grace. You may have missed out on a certain job or a financial or had a financial hardship. You may have lost someone you love and you're dealing with, or maybe you're dealing with a difficult person and you have a situation that you're thinking and probably won't ever change because it can't be reversed, right? So you're really discouraged. We can be discouraged because we focus just on that. Have you ever been there? You focus just on that. You're like a horse with blinders. You focus just on that. You remember when you were a kid and you had a birthday and maybe your birthday came around and you got a bunch of gifts, right? You got a bunch of gifts. Some were better than others, but imagine if you ignored all the nice gifts that you received and just focused in on the gift that you didn't like. And you just complained about that gift. So you got 10 gifts in the one gift you didn't like, and all you did was complain about that gift. Isn't that the same thing? When we're laser-focused in our discouragement, we have all these other good gifts, right? We have all these other good gifts. Say if that was you and you were a little kid doing that. How do you think the people that gave you the gifts would feel? How do you think they would feel? They would be discouraged, right? They'd be discouraged because you were an ungrateful kid, okay? You just focused on the one thing you didn't like rather than all the other good gifts. So in some senses, it's kind of how God feels. He blesses us in so many other ways, and our focus and attention always goes right towards that one thing. Well, how do you know your focus and attention is going towards that one thing? Well, I can tell you this. Everybody around you knows your focus and attention is on that one thing. But it's, if it's what you think about and what you talk about all the time. And guess what? Doing that is going to make you more discouraged. Think about that. Maybe you're discouraged about something today. Maybe you're discouraged about something today. It might be something that will never change. It might be something that can change. I don't know what it is. But imagine today after church you just said, it is an absolutely gorgeous day out. I'm just going to go for a hike. 
I'm going to go sit on the beach. I'm going to sit out in the backyard and just enjoy the beautiful day. All of a sudden, your perspective changes, doesn't it? If you focus on that, rather, I mean, how many days of our lives do we waste by being focused on our discouragement? What James says here is every good and every perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation or shadow due to change. Seeing those gifts, they should encourage us. We look for evidences of the work of God in our life. Yeah, maybe this is going wrong, but you know what? I'm so glad this is going right. Maybe this is going wrong, but you know, I'm so glad God blessed me in this area. You know, you're never, it's never going to be perfect here, here on this side of heaven. It's never going to be perfect. There's always going to be something for you to be discouraged about. Are you going to allow it to? Which really brings us to the final one, and that's, this is kind of a weird one in a sense, but change your expectations. Change your expectations. This makes sense in certain situations. You may remember in Acts, when we were early, way early on in Acts, probably 29 sermons ago, okay, there was a beggar outside the temple that could not walk. He was asking the religious people that passed by him on their way into the temple to worship for money. Okay, that was a good gig. Okay, these people think they're all spiritual. Let me sit outside here. Give me money. Wow, okay. You know, like the guilt money, right? So Peter and John walked past him. I don't know if you remember this. Peter and John walked past him, looked at him, and here is what happens. But Peter said, I have no silver and gold, but what I do have I give to you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And he took him by the right hand and raised him up, and immediately his feet and ankles were made strong. This man's expectation was small, wasn't it? He wanted a few coins. He was a beggar that couldn't walk. He wanted a few coins. So Peter and John looked at him and said, silver and gold have I none, okay? But what I do have, you're going to be really happy about, okay? You're going to be really happy about. In this account, Peter heals him. We need to have the courage to change our expectations in certain situations by trusting God to do things that only God can do. We need to trust God to do things that only God can do. And some of you might say, well, that will just lead to more discouragement, okay? If I, trust, if I change my expectations and shoot for the sky, maybe I'll be more discouraged. And here's what I'll say to you. You're discouraged anyway, Okay? You're discouraged anyway. James does remind the believers in, in the book of James, you do not have, why? Because you don't ask, okay? You do not have because you do not ask. Maybe your expectation is too small. Or maybe your expectation is something you do not desire, but you're willing to trust God. Some of you remember the life of the Apostle Paul. Paul, when he was in prison, wrote to the Philippians, the church in Philippi, and here's what he said. He said, yes, and I will rejoice, for I know that through your prayers and the help of the Spirit of Jesus Christ, this will turn out for my deliverance, as it is my eager expectation and hope that I will not be at all ashamed, but that I will be full of courage now as always. Christ will be honored in my body, whether by life or by death. For 
to me to live is Christ and to die is gain. If I am to live in the flesh, that means fruitful labor for me. Yet which I shall choose, I cannot tell. I am hard-pressed between the two. My desire is to depart and be with Christ, for that is far better. But to remain in the flesh is more necessary on your account. So here's what Paul is expecting that God would give him the courage to deal with whatever comes his way. You see what Paul's saying here? It's better for me to go be with Christ. But, okay, if I have to stay, if I have to continue, this is for your benefit. I'm going to help you. So notice he wasn't saying, God, do this or that. He was saying, it asked an eager expectation for God to give him the courage, or in other words, not be discouraged when things don't go the way that he wants them to. And you might say, this is kind of dark. And it is, right? It's kind of dark. He's saying, I'd rather die. Do you know why you'd rather die? You remember where he was? Okay, prison. I don't know anything about it. Never want to find out, okay? Here's the thing. But what I do know is this, is Paul was suffering. Paul was suffering, and he was saying, but you know what? If it's the Lord's will for me to stick it out, if it's the Lord's will for me to stay, I'm sticking it out because I'm going to benefit you. So my expectation is not to leave. My expectation is to stay. So what should our expectation be? Well, that's pretty simple. To bring glory to God no matter what the situation is. <laughs> to bring glory to God no matter what the situation is. You know, where's dealing with an issue? Health issue, financial issue, this issue. We just want it to end, right? We just want it to end. We're sick and tired of this. But what God is saying is, oh, well, you know what? Why don't you use the situation that you're in to bring glory to me? Paul is in prison telling them the end goal is bringing glory to Jesus. In a courageous statement, he says this. Convinced of this, I know that I will remain and continue with you all for your progress and joy in the faith, so that in me you may have ample cause to glory in Christ Jesus because of my coming to you again. So Paul is saying, hey, listen, I'm here. My expectation was not to be here, but I am. Eventually, I'm going to come to encourage you a little bit more, but here, here, here's the truth. Here's the truth. It's for the glory of the Lord. So putting these things into practice will help, but at the end of the day, here's what we do know. We need to expect that there will be discouragement at times. But here's the thing. We don't go through that discouragement without any help, which kind of brings us back to the most important point, right? We need to hope in the Lord. And here's what the Lord says to us. This is Jesus speaking. He says, I have said these things to you that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but take heart. I have overcome the world. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, we're so thankful for this day. I pray a special prayer for anybody today who's specifically discouraged about something. I pray, Lord, that you would give them the courage. I pray that they would hope in you. I pray that they would take action. I pray that they would put these things into practice so that they can focus in on who you are and what you've done and what you desire to do through this situation that they're walking through. We know we're not alone. We know we have your peace. We know, Lord, that you are with us, so we're thankful for that. 
I pray for all those who might be very encouraged right now because things seem to be going pretty well. I pray that they would bask in that, that they would praise you for that, that they wouldn't forget that those things are going well because of your hand in their life. And I pray, Lord, that you would prepare each one of us for future discouragements that will come our way to know that you're walking right beside us. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen. Please rise.